This is JD. Hello, JD. This is Patty Popcorn, and you are listening to Old Dirty Benches. And that's benches because we're classy and we don't say bad words. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> so this podcast is uh, essentially where we're going to be talking about white collar crime. And then um, we will also be having like a movie corner. Uh, in and general, dog barking yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Because she's mad that she can't come up here. Um, Our podcast is uh, dedicated to humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. Uh, White collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions where they have the opportunity uh, to commit these kind of crimes. Those crimes can include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course corruption. We'll discuss real cases, um, any related articles, maybe other podcasts, uh, documentaries, movies that we watch related to the crime. What's up, Patty? Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice How are to you? See you? I'm great. You? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Um, it's a beautiful it's the day. Yep. yep. Almost over. I know. Won't, won't. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> On the happier song. Embezzling. Embezzling. Who doesn't want to? <laughs> uh, if you're tuning in to us, this is the podcast Old Dirty Benches. Um, you heard that right, bitches. <laughs> Uh, so on this episode, we are going to be doing a white collar crime, mm-hmm. um, refers to the financially motivated or, uh, nonviolent crimes committed by individuals or businesses and government professionals. So I wanted to give off a couple quick stats. Um, so a study was done in 2015, which estimated that white collar crime costs around 600 billion in financial losses each year. Billion with a B. With a B. And I do want to make completely clear that um, that's probably just the crimes that have been uh, reported. Discovered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably lots of them that go uh, basically with the people or the businesses uh, without us ever discovering that it even happened. So that number could be greater. There's another study done in 2016, which estimated that approximately 36% of businesses fall victim to white collar crime. Mm-hmm. And these crimes typically do cross state lines, which means that the FBI often gets involved in investigating them. Um, So I do want to quickly say uh, I am I consider myself a criminologist. I work in criminal justice. Uh, I go by JD just to protect my identity a little bit. Protecting the innocent. (laughs) Protecting the innocent. Um, I also do want to say that the reason that this topic is super important to me is because I feel like our criminal justice system needs reform. Um, and we often do not prosecute people who commit these crimes uh, fairly Correct. with regards to other individuals, uh, which are sometimes often referred as blue collar criminals. Um, these are the individuals that are committing your robbery. Um, like stealing stuff. Stealing. Not. A rack of ribs that costs 35 fucking dollars and then you get sentenced to 50 years in prison. Um, You know, people that may have committed murder. So these are uh, people that may have done felonies or, uh, you know, considered violent crimes, what have you. Um, I went. Covered all that. Did you want to? Did you want to add anything no, I, to that? That just makes me sad. I know. 
<laughs> this is a sad, I mean, uh, you know, I, I want us to be lighthearted, but I also want to make sure that we're maintaining some perspective on why we're covering white right. collar crime. It's yeah. extremely important to me. It always has been um, because I just feel like people who commit these crimes are, t- they're treated differently. For sure. They don't get prosecuted the same. Um, a lot of times they get a slap on the wrist. Uh, like we've talked in previous episodes, uh, you know, if, if there's a married couple and they both get sentenced, sometimes they can work out some sort of plea deal where one goes to prison first and gets released. And then the second spouse will go to prison so that they can alternate who's taking care of the kids. Right. And that's not afforded to everybody. No. And I think it's bullshit. I do, too. Yeah, so I just, that's why I really wanted to cover white-collar crimes and go over that type of stuff. Um, it's crazy how many there are when you start looking yeah, around. You like and Google these are embezzlement. ones that are known, like you said. Yeah, we some of know. these that we're covering are well-known cases. Uh, some of the other ones that we're going to cover are not so well-known. Um, you know, they may have embezzled like a hundred thousand or maybe just close to a million. But when you start adding all that up, it's billions upon billions of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the cost to, uh, investigate these crimes, um, you know, the resources that it takes oftentimes is way more than, uh, the time and resources that are spent on other crimes and it affects a huger pool of people. So that's right, why it's, Especially if you're wiping out someone's pension. Yeah, your fucking retirement is gone. Yeah. Like we talked about in Enron. Enron. So, Crickety. Yeah. Yeah, go out <laughs> and listen to that episode. Uh, FYI. You probably have if you're listening to this one. But. I hope you have. I hope you have. If not, go back. Start with episode one. And then go forward. Um, so today we're going to uh, let's get back into some more uh, funnier stuff because we're about to talk about Crooked Rita Crunwell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Rita. <laughs> um, so I know we have talked about this previously because we we always discuss like what crimes we're going to cover right. or what movies we're going to talk about. Um, so I'm assuming you went and watched the documentary. So I had seen this because at a former job that I worked at for a city, they actually had us all watch it. That's amazing. And I like it. The the theme of the story again is you need to have more than one person doing mm-hmm. things. And that's how she got away with what Correct. she got away with. Because no one watched anything she did. Yeah. So like a, a no, separation of right, duties. Poucher, powers. That pouchers. didn't exist here in this situation <laughs> no. at all. Like none whatsoever. And um, again, sad, but you can't just expect people will do the right thing. No. 100%. I mean, uh, I the mean, we- audacity of this person. <laughs> like, Fuck. for real. No, 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 I know. Once we get into talking about this shit, it's infuriating uh, to understand exactly what she did for 20 years. And then uh, just the, I mean. Audacity. Sh- yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, I mean, again, it goes back to what we talked about, ethics and morals or whatever. And yeah. can you really deal with that when the person's like a sociopath and i still say no (laughs) yeah 
Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, and we'll get to where she's at today. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I, um, I know we have talked about, uh, I watched doc documentary just like you were talking about yeah, all, the, all Queen's the Queen's horses. horses. It's a good which, show. Yep. Which was Amazon? done by Kelly Richmond Pope. We want to give her a shout yeah. out because she did an amazing job. Yeah, it was really it is, good. It's available on Amazon. Okay. We actually follow her on Twitter. Um, and she's the one oh, who alerted right. me that Rita was out. So, uh, that's a quick, Spoiler. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> don't skip to the end now because you're like, okay, I fucking know how this is turning out. Yeah. <laughs> Another person escapes accountability. Great. Uh, I also had previously watched an American Greed episode that was About done, him? yeah, like several years ago. But I, I, what I didn't realize once I was watching all the Queen's horses was that they had literally used her documentary. I mean, and smash it together show. with some of their investigative journalism. But, still, but it was still primarily yeah. her documentary. It's really so, good. Yeah, it's amazing. If you haven't seen it, um, to get more uh, information, if you're a more visual person, please go watch this. And it'll be way more in-depth than our conversation, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she has, like, a doctorate, I think. Um, she's super smart. Not saying that we're not, but we're not experts. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I did read several articles, Forbes, Chicago Tribune again, uh, my state line, justice.gov had some interesting stuff that I found um, to use for what we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to quickly bring those up. Uh, there's tons of articles out there. There's uh, clips. I think there's some other podcasts that have also covered her crime. So um, there's other podcasts. I know. No, we're the best. So you should stay <laughs> here and not go look for those other ones. I'm sorry. That's right. I don't know what I was talking we're about. certainly seasoned. <laughs> what is this? Our six months? <laughs> seasoned in so many ways. Um, so. This crime was committed in Dixon, Illinois, which apparently it's the home of Ronald Reagan. Flag. <laughs> Just kidding. Which I was like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny because during the documentary, um, you know, they've got pictures of him hanging everywhere because he's like the hometown hero. Mm -hmm. um, I also encourage you uh, to go out to show <laughs> to time. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, please research Ronald Reagan. Uh, uh, there's a little documentary piece on Showtime on the Reagans. Uh, very well done as well. Um, they have also started releasing recordings from when he was still in the White House. Now that he's passed away, they can do that. Not a very good light for Mr. Reagan. Uh -oh. I'm just going to say that. Uh, but go ahead and, and do your own research. You know what I was thinking? Little tangent here. Go ahead. But you know how police have body cams? Yes. I think politicians should have them too. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I Dude, I, yeah. And they should freaking post that shit somewhere. I don't know where, but... I There's too much shady shit going Maybe on. Maybe that should be our activism from here on out. Yeah. Is advocate know. for that. Because um, they like to change a lot of the shit that they say. Right. And say, I never said that. Right. That I'm kind telling of bullshit. You. Yeah. Anyway. I'm with you. Um, okay. <laughs> now that we're fully riled up. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this bitch. <laughs> this 
stealing a bunch of money from Rita a small town. Cronwell. You basically committed economic homicide on your town that you lived in that had a population of 15,433 right. people. Small. Very small. Mm-hmm. Extremely small. So, but I mean, Rita. it kind of had to be because yeah. a bigger place wouldn't just go on the honor system. I mean, I would hope. I would hope so, but uh, I feel like because she basically started working there at the age of seventeen, yeah, at at the city, working for the city, yeah, which was in nineteen seventy, right? Um, like basically, I think it was kind of like a high school internship is how she and got then started, she just stayed, forever. and then yeah, and then they just hired her on full time, and then that's where she stayed at. Um, she worked her way up to the position of comptroller and treasurer of Dixon. So she fucking controlled all that shit. Right. And like you said, there was like no separation of duties whatsoever. Nope. Nobody was looking over her stuff that she was doing. Right. She didn't have to have like co-signers for checks or whatever she was doing. Com- Bad idea. <laughs> Complete control. <laughs> like over everything. All and of the financial she, stuff. Did she take vacations? Because that's a thing too where people like... They force you to take, like, two weeks off so that way they can see if you're doing anything shady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Kelly... Oh, she did, though. Kelly Pope points this out during her documentary because a lot of times people who are committing this type of fraud, this sort of embezzlement, do not want to take vacations because they don't want to be discovered while they're gone. This bitch was out fucking four months a year, apparently, going but down to Florida. She just said, like, oh, put my stuff right here and I'll deal yeah. with it. Yeah, or she would have, I <laughs> think her sister or her family members, they would go pick up the mail while she was out of town. Yeah. So that also helped her to basically Hide not get discovered for so long. Deeds. Yes. And she did that job from 1983 to 2012. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she did transfers between accounts. She wrote the checks. She authorized the payments. I saw that her salary when she first started was $80,000, which is a, I mean, for that small town. Yeah, that's a lot. It's good money. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know. Not a, you know, 53 million or whatever she took, but. <laughs> yeah, that she ultimately it's a starting fucking place. embezzled. <laughs> it's a starting, it's a starting spot. It's, I mean. You know, like pocket change fuck i know like i was able to buy i don't know one pair of coach shoes with that <laughs> whatever rita all right so she um i guess she was living modestly until about the 90s and so then like, she started letting this loose. shit in gear <laughs> no one knows <laughs> she's like nobody's paying attention clear i mean she couldn't have been more obvious yeah no she fucking wasn't shit. trying to be well like i mean you listen to the townsfolk talk she was literally like having people over to her properties where she had all these ranches and stuff, mm-hmm. um, barbecue. She was paying for everything. I mean, I feel like you would look at that, even though she like, was huh. making the similar excuses, like I have a, like a rich uncle. <laughs> the well, old nun excuse. Yeah, the fucking nuns <laughs> use the same excuse too. Like uh, I have a I rich wish family. I had a rich uncle. Uh, uncle. <laughs> And then I think she also told people that she had a rich boyfriend who passed away and left her money. Brother. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, here we go again. Nobody asks any questions. No. They're just like living their lives. They didn't. They didn't. And I. Assuming she's not a piece of shit. (laughs) Bad assumption. 
<laughs> I mean, she um, over the twenty years embezzles a total of fifty three million dollars. Yeah. Um, Dixon's annual budget is less than or about nine million a year. When she took over, they had a surplus. <laughs> And then slowly huh. but surely, she bled them dry. She fucking bled them dry. They get into debt. The city does. Um, they had continuous budgeting shortfalls. Rita would explain it away. Uh, I was watching another small video on YouTube. Um, I forget who did it. I would probably have to go back and look at it and then maybe comment on it later. Um, but they had went into the town and spoke with uh, different individuals that worked there like people from the fire department um people that work for the city etc who had went to the the town hall meetings and were basically saying hey we need money to fix this and they were saying no we don't have it of course because rita was sticking it in her pocket <laughs> because rita had it all fucking getting her her damn nails painted and shit Buying Hair horse color. trailers, yeah, campers, ranches, property. God, I mean, it was like everything under the sun that she was getting. Um, so, I mean, they show like potholes in the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, their fire trucks and stuff like that were in need of bad repair. But because they were constantly being told there was no money because <laughs> this fucking town was in debt, um, they couldn't get it done. So, of course, you know, like the townspeople are really upset at this point. But uh, so in December of 1990, she opened an account known as the RSCDA, which was a reserve sewer development account. But it was in the care of Rita Crunwell. So she basically managed that account herself. So it was the Rita Crunwell account. It was the Rita Crunwell account. Correct. Um so in the documentary, All the Queen's Horses, they talk about how there were actually seven total legit accounts that the city operated. Mm-hmm. She would take money out of six of the accounts, dump it into the Capital Development Fund account, and then move the money over, over to, to her hers, personal account. Which looked like the sewer account. Which looked like the sewer account, like another city account, but it was not for the city. It was just her personal bank account that she was withdrawing money from or writing checks from, yep. whatever she decided to do. Right. Um, she basically was just bankrolling her personal and private businesses, her expenses, her personal credit card, real estate, uh, buying vehicles. I read that in 2002, she bought an 87.8 acre of land to the tune of $540,000. That was purchased from a family member. So I was like... You know how the in the documentary, the, the FBI agent, and I don't remember his name, but he was talking about how they were trying to investigate to see if any of the family was part of this whole scheme. Uh-huh. But they really couldn't come up with any substantial information Proof. or evidence. So, uh, but I mean, we find out that her family members are also working for the city. I saw that where she purchased that property. So that money is still going back into the family. Right. So I. I feel like you have to fucking know that something's going on, right? Well, you would think so, yeah. I mean... Unless they're just like, oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Oh, you have a boyfriend that died? Sounds good. (laughs) Well, I got my $540,000. I don't give a fuck where it's coming from. 
2007, she bought another 43 acres. I mean, she's buying all this property over the 20 years. Um, and then she, I thought this was crazy. She owned like 400 horses yeah. or something. And that's not cheap. Crazy horses shit like that. are expensive. Yeah. I that's have, a very expensive hobby. It's extremely expensive. I have a couple friends that, um, even with their salaries, they can't really afford to own the horse. So they work, they volunteer at stables uh-huh. um, who agree to house a horse that is supposed to be for them, even though they still have ownership over the horse. So, so like they lease come. It kind, of? kind of, yeah. It's almost like a rental or a lease, okay. essentially, agreement that That's they have. Weird. Yeah. Um, I guess it's common because it's such, like you said, it's right. an, an well, expensive back hobby. When I was a kid, which was a long time ago, um, <laughs> I had a quarter horse, and when my parents bought it, it was eight hundred dollars, and that's you know, but that like was in the seventies, guys. Yeah, right? that's when you could buy a house for like sixty grand. Yeah, no shit. So I mean, I can only imagine <laughs> I can, how much I mean, they are like, now, and that doesn't include like their food and all that. So where did you guys house it at? Where did you? We had a barn on our property. Okay, you had a barn. Okay, okay, okay. But I can imagine though, like with the vet bills, and feeding it, yeah, expensive, yeah, yeah. That's and then if you show it, that's a whole nother. uh, Yeah, because you got to talk about transportation, saddles, and yep, all that, all the grooming and everything. Yeah. Yes. So, so you had one fucking horse. She had four hundred horses, <laughs> and I was across that the was country. a thousand years ago. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> when I heard that shit, I was like, what in the fuck? Nobody was like four hundred horses, Rita. Where's all this money coming right. from? Again, no one asks. Uh, I feel like if it was me, people would be asking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think I don't know if these people have some kind of like uh, Jedi mind power. Where <laughs> Jedi they can mind be power. Like, She's a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> where they can be like, "This is not weird. It's fine." Put a spell on you. You know? Oh my god! And then I liked how they pointed out the names of the horses that she had. Like she scores. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I'm an embezzler. That was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Dixon. (laughs) Stuff like that. (laughs) All in the family. All in the No, shit. I took $53 million. (laughs) Millions gone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the other ones was like, I found a penny. (laughs) One was called Potholes. Oh my god. Oh, Total snub in the face of the town is I just fucking was Yeah, like, just one mm. should have been called brazen because she wasn't even trying to yeah. hide it. Crooked Rita. <laughs> Crooked E. <laughs> Crooked E. <laughs> Crooked Rita. I'm a slime ball should have been one of them. Uh, um so she would create false invoices which we've seen that in other crimes Mm -hmm. to cover up her transfers there was about 159 of them she also had fake documents to hide of course what she was doing she started out small stole around one hundred eighty-one thousand dollars in 1991 yep just dipping her toe in (laughs) seeing what happens (laughs) 
like you know Does how anybody um, notice? <laughs> you know nope. how like when you fall on your ass, like you bust your ass. The first, okay, it fucking hurts. But the first thing you do, <laughs> look around, look around to see who fucking saw you, yeah. right? That's what she's doing. She takes a hundred eighty-one thousand. Right. She looks. Is around anybody catching over nope. her shoulder? Nobody knows. Okay. Keep going. Oh, fuck yeah, man. She started like graduating to million dollar embezzlement. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, in thousand, no. No checks and balances. No conscience. Nope. No. Oh, yeah. She didn't give I a mean, fuck. She you can't. <laughs> the thing is, when you do get caught, you can't be like, oh, my God. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it's like so calculated. <laughs> no, she was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Really, I am. I have a problem. I know. I I didn't mean it. I'm and then crying. I didn't mean it. Uh, and you know, people case. that cry are always sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, don't get me started on that shit. Nope. Um, in 2008, she had diverted 5.8 million dollars. Yeah. Uh, Rita, you're a fucking asshole. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, she did it all by herself. Shunned. I'm sure her family was helping her, but it was mainly Rita. Uh, I like how Kathy Swanson is like the person who catches this when she goes on vacation. Rita right. does. See? Vacation. Uh, yep. Her coworker who'd been working with her for a number of and years. And the coworker felt bad. I know. I was like, Kathy. You're a hero. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Like, oh, shit, Kathy. What? Do not feel bad. I get it. She's going to prison. Prison's not a <laughs> fucking fun place to be. Club fed. Uh, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> She's probably eating bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Bologna's so fucking good. You throw some mustard <laughs> exactly. on there. Miracle um, whip. Yep. Thank you. Fry you it up. Fry it up a little Make bit. Make it look like a boob. Who doesn't <laughs> like that? <laughs> A boob. You know, oh like turns God. into a cup when you fry it. Yes, it like puffs. It's yeah. got that dome. You gotta cut it. The dome. <laughs> oh my God. Here's um, our cooking portion of the show. <laughs> I'm getting ready to break out the bologna sandwiches. <laughs> uh, so sh- Kathy lets the mayor know. I think Mayor Jim, right? That's yeah, his name, that I poor think. guy. I know. Um, who then contacts the FBI and says, there's a cancer in the city. I fucking love that statement he made. Um, so the FBI starts investigating and they're confirming they're like, oh, him. you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, they're like, You're hey, going to die. <laughs> there's a serious shit storm. And they're like, what in the actual fuck is going on over in Dixon? Yeah. Um, so Kathy couldn't say anything while they were doing their investigation for six months. So in the meantime, the FBI was surveilling Rita, um, looking into the family, watching her comings and goings. They're collecting, uh, you and know, she's different documents. Just thinking everything's right. Is oh, right. yeah, I'm sure she's going to her horse shows, like with her fucking new medals and her trophies and shit that she got, acting like everything's good to go. Um, I haven't done anything. Twenty years of this shit, and I'm living high on the hog. Nobody's figured it out. 
I wish that she would have actually answered questions. I know you can't or whatever, because when they made this, wasn't she like going on trial yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Well, like, uh, did you see that one reporter who like stuck her microphone in the truck and she was like, how do you sleep at night, Rita? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fine, because I have no conscience. I was like, you stick that shit in her face, yeah. man. She needs to answer some questions. Audacity! <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> Um, I so the other thing that they mentioned too is Rita steals like 1.5 million during the investigation. So while the FBI is conducting their surveillance and stuff, she's still in the process of stealing money and she steals 1.5 million. Fucking crazy, (laughs) Rita. Audacity. Uh, so there's a word that I like to say a lot, it rhymes with runt. So we don't say that word. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like it when I say that word. It offends them. Melinda. (laughs) Shout out. Kim. Kim doesn't like it when I use it either. Uh, But I was saying this repeatedly when I was doing the research and watching the documentary. Yeah. Because I think you're a horrible person. (laughs) Not to sugarcoat it, but you're awful. Yeah, you're not good. Um, so but, eventually, but what are you think? This is what I want to know, Rita, if you'd like to write us or whatever. <laughs> Maybe we can interview you because <laughs> you're out now. And she did say that she wasn't going to help on any documentaries or movies until she got out. Okay, so here's your, and probably like 20 people will hear you, so <laughs> you can be honest. <laughs> but what are you thinking? Like, are you thinking you can just do this forever and no one's going to find out? Or are you just like, well, I'm going to just fucking do it. And then when I get busted, oh, well. I know. I, I feel like her answer now would be, uh, I regret I what I did. Know. If I could go back, I okay, wouldn't so have it's done just it. just going to be some bullshit talking Probably. I would. Right. I would think so. Um, well, I want to know the real story because... You're gonna get caught. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I would just feel so guilty. I could never. No, I think she got so superior in what she was doing. Yeah. Because nobody was checking what she was doing. Right. They all trusted Here we her. Go. No separation. Nope. I mean, she had complete control. Everybody believed what she was saying. She had worked there for all that time. Right. Right. So they relied on her. I mean, Come on, because like they were saying, like a lot of those city council members and officials, they do that job part time because it's right. a small city. Uh-huh. They had other businesses and jobs that they were running or doing. Um, so they're relying on her to take care of all that shit. You want to when you come in like for that four hours a week to go do that job, you're probably like Rita's got it taken care of. Right. I don't want to fucking worry about that. Yeah. When I come and in, she I... didn't have any kind of record or anything. No. So that's what's weird, too. Yes. She's just like, hey, I wonder if I can start stealing a bunch <laughs> of money. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> That's so weird. She wanted all those fucking horses, man. Clearly. She had to bankroll them. Yeah. On the town. <laughs> um, so this a is a good my- horse name, by the way. <laughs> on, on the, the town. town. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I was gonna make a, a poorly chosen joke right now and be like, when you get back to your embezzlement schemes, Rita, think of that name. Yeah. 
We'll give, give us you a that. Shout out. <laughs> it's a freebie. Jesus Christ, Rita. Okay. Uh, uh, so the six month investigation, um, you know, they're kind of deciding that they have enough evidence. So the FBI. And I would US, think the 1.5 would be enough. Yeah. But. Well, I know the mayor was like, hey, you guys got to do something. We're fucking, <laughs> we're burning down right now. The building is like collapsing. Like, what do you, what they're else like, do you we're need? We're still here? getting evidence. Hold on. <laughs> They were probably mesmerized that she was so brazen. Yeah, and I know that they have to answer to higher-ups who basically say, okay, we've got enough now. Yeah. Let's go in and do what we need to do. So, like, but the they FBI- were like, well, she's white, so you better get more. <laughs> <laughs> it could have very well been that. Uh, FBI U.S. Marshals roll in. They seize like all sorts of records and property and let her know like what's going on at that point. So I feel gotcha. like <laughs> I feel like at that point she was like, I have diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I guess people did know. Huh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Is Club Fed available? <laughs> Can I just, can I do my plea agreement right now? Can I have Martha Stewart? Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, by the time they busted her, she had put the town in debt around $20 million. um, And this was around 2012. 20 million. And And I liked in the documentary where they talk about how the town of Sterling, I think the mayor writes a letter to the city of Dixon is like, something's wrong. Because they're like, we have a surplus. And, <laughs> and you guys are smaller than you. Yeah, we're something. smaller. And you guys are fucking like, what's going on? You guys are borrowing money from banks and stuff to try to like make ends meet. Like, right. Even an outsider is like, hmm. Scratching their something head. Doesn't, ru- doesn't smell right here. Yeah. The garbage is stinking all the way in Sterling. <laughs> and they're like, hey, fucking pick up your trash. Rita says it's Jesus. fine. I was like, it's just her on. horses that stink. Her <laughs> <laughs> 400 of them? Yeah, that'd be a Jesus. lot of poop. Yeah, no shit. Uh, um, yeah, which I guess, uh, I think they said it costs about 200000 a year to take care of those horses. One horse. Yeah. One horse. Yeah. It's, One horse. It's um, so uh, they did have accountants or auditor team business that they had hired on an annual basis to come in and audit them, right? Um, so at the end of the documentary, you know, once they start figuring out, okay, Rita's been embezzling all this money, $53 million for 20 years, uh, the townspeople are fucking pissed. Yeah. I don't blame you because this yeah. is crazy. Uh, cause you know, all those projects you needed to get done, like the infrastructure, there's potholes in your streets, you know, you, the fire department doesn't have the maintenance they need. Um, they, I think they were also laying people off at this time because they couldn't afford to pay them. Um, you know, they had cut budgets from different departments because they're funding Rita's fucking bank account. Uh, people want to burn them on the stake at this point. They're basically pissed at Mayor Jim. Right. Um, I felt bad for him. Yeah, because Mayor Jim does do the right thing once he finds out what's going on or, you know, see something is up. He goes to the once FBI immediately. It, yeah. Yes. Uh, but the city, the <laughs> Mayor Jim and, and the rest of the city officials are like, it's not our fault. So they start saying, well, the auditors didn't do their job. Right. Finger pointing. Finger pointing. Yeah, we've got the finger pointing going on, um, which, you know, like 
I get it. They trusted Rita. They thought she was doing what she's supposed to be doing. But if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is making sure that there's a separation of duties so that no one single person has complete control of everything, um, it's insane for somebody just to have that much control over right. all financial but aspects. Even, I mean, I would say there's a reason why you have that even on a lower level. Like I've worked at places in an admin capacity, for example, where we were supposed to have two people checking in when we got office supplies. Yeah. Like no big deal. But my boss was like, "Eh, I don't care if you do that. So guess what? Now we have office supplies that are walking out the door. Mm -hmm. And because nobody knows. Yeah, because nobody's checking to make sure. And I'm like, well, if people are coming and stealing out of the petty cash, you'd probably care, wouldn't you? Fuck yeah, you would. I mean, you should. Well, and then like you think about that, right? It might be one thing of post-it notes or that costs like five bucks. Paper, or copy example. paper, right? Um, but that adds up yeah. over months and years. And look, that could be the gateway to start stealing other things. stuff. It's like, well, they don't care about this. So. Yes, correct. I mean, there's a reason why you do, why you have two people. Because it's harder to corrupt two people than one person. Yes, yeah. I mean, Theoretically. That's, Correct. It's no different from like restaurants where they'll have a person working the register and then the manager has to count the till at the end of the night to, to make, make sure, sure yeah. that everything adds up. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, the same thing should have been happening here. So I do fault the officials for not having somebody who Controls. is constantly checking you know, doing quality assurance to make sure she's yep. doing what she's supposed to be doing. Right. And I mean, if you are worried they're going to get mad at you, well, why would you get mad if you're not yeah, doing anything? Yeah, I, I feel like that's a red flag. Yeah. Somebody gets angry that For you're sure. checking on them. How dare the finances. you? finances. Huh. Yeah, no shit. Um, so the auditors, what did you feel about that? Did you feel like they had some fault in it? I, well, I mean, I, I feel like I say this every time, but it was, again, like a perfect storm of ineptitude yeah. where, like, just everything was set up. To work in her favor. Yes. Um, I mean, I know the one lawyer for the city was holding up some of the invoices that the auditors were supposed to review and basically check off on. Like she had a Department of Transportation invoice that she had um, falsely made up, but it didn't even have their logo on it. And so he had shown an actual invoice from them and then shown one that she had faked Uh and the logo was gone. So, like, I mean, as soon as he held it up, I noticed that the logo wasn't there. So I feel like as an auditor, right, wouldn't that be something that you would flag and be like, hey, this shit doesn't look legit? I don't know. I don't know know. if they look at that or if they just look at, like, this is what it says and this is what went out. And that may be the only thing that they're looking at. Um, I didn't have the best feeling about the auditors. No. uh, I feel like they were kind of loosey-goosey and they didn't really care. I think they were, I don't want to call it pencil whipping, but I think they were just checking a box. Yeah. Kind of thing. I I feel like the board should have known more. Yeah. I... Yeah, they have to have some accountability in yeah. this because I I don't believe that they were like I said they probably well, they, had their own shit again, going on. She worked there for twenty 
Like, since she was a kid, so why would you think that? And she's a manipulator. We know yeah. that. Um, yeah. Complete control. So, Narcissist. I mean, she probably. controlled everything. The way the mail came in, you know, all the accounts, all that stuff. She just managed Red flags. It. Red flags. <laughs> Red fucking flags. Because she was cooking those fucking books. Yeah. And nobody picked up on it. Um, so, she ends up getting, like, 60-count indictment. Um <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and uh, she's free right now. So <laughs> she pleaded guilty on November 14th, 2012, to wire fraud and agreed she had also engaged in money laundering in connection with stealing more than 53 million from the city since 1990 and using the proceeds to finance her quarter horse farming business and life of luxury. Uh <laughs> Oh it's believed to be the largest theft of public funds in state history. And it's almost nationally, too. Like, if you look at how small Dixon was, the amount of money that she basically embezzled, uh, it's just insane. So she was sentenced to 19.7 years in prison. Uh, she did do an appeal for a compassionate release. <laughs> what? Why? Because um, of uh, the pandemic. COVID. Yes. Okay. Uh, there is no parole in the federal prison system, so I just want to point that out. Oh, real I didn't quickly. know that. No. Okay. Um, now, they can work out additional agreements with you if they so choose to. Um, but the compassionate release that had come up a couple years ago as part of legislation and stuff like that, a few years ago. Um, and then uh, people were using it during COVID and stuff like that, depending on what sort of crimes they had committed. They were writing letters to try to get released early, especially if they had any sort of medical conditions, et cetera, which she cited her age and then some of the How other. How old is she now? Well, let's see. When she pleaded guilty, she was age 60. So I don't know, around 70, 70. right? Around 70 years old. I know you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Because whatever, (laughs) I'd be like, let's ask the town of Dixon how compassionate they are. Uh, Yeah, they wrote and they were like, do not release her. Yeah, They didn't want her out. Um, So she was scheduled to be released on October 20th, 2029. That's basically what her release date was supposed to be. Her like real release. Yeah, her real release once she finished her sentence. Um, So her compassionate letter that she wrote was filed on April 22nd, 2020. She outlines that she's fulfilled her requirements set forth by the Attorney General William Barr for consideration for home confinement. This is where she's writing the letter to the federal board um, for the compassionate release. And uh, those include things like her age, her vulnerability, because it's scary in prison. I know. Security level, her conduct in prison. She talked about how good she's been. Um, she hasn't stole any money from the prison. <laughs> I don't even. I I can't even remember if it said like what job she had while she was in there. Um, but she demonstrated uh, for verifiable reentry, etc. Um, she wanted to release to her brother's house, so she wrote in this letter. So she hasn't even served 50 years of her sins. I want to point that out real quick. 
Uh, 50%, excuse me, 50%. 50 years. Not 50 years. (laughs) 50% of her sentence. She's not served it. Um, But she stated in her letter, I read this letter because um, Kelly, who did the documentary, actually wrote an article on this. Uh And I forget um, what news outlet it was for, but you can find it. It's out there. Uh, It's her handwritten letter that's like six or seven pages long. I read the entire thing. Um, At first, she starts out and she sounds really endearing. And then she just starts talking about herself. Narcissist. Because she's fucking narcissist and arrogant. Um, And then she, in the letter, basically says that she uh, does not pose a danger to the community. Really? Yeah, like, what is she basing that on? Because she didn't fucking murder somebody? You fucking embezzled $53 million, (laughs) Rita, from the people that you are friends with. They don't fucking even want you to come back there now that you've released. Audacity. They're like worried about seeing you in the grocery store right now. (laughs) That's some of their concern. Let me just tell you that. If you ever fucking listen to this podcast. (laughs) I just want to share that with you, okay? Because you're being a bitch. Because you're being kind of tone deaf right now. Yeah, like your letter, I swear, I kept getting madder. Like the more I got into. And that got her out, dude. I mean, there no no explanation has really been explained on why she was released, <laughs> but she got out this last Wednesday. And thank you, Kelly, because you're the one who actually um, notified. You had tweeted it right, out. It's so f- ironic and weird the timing. Yeah, because, because we were we like just decided to talk to about talk her. about Rita, and then. Lo and behold, Rita's out. She right? got released. We make it timely. Um, she had the nerve to use the phrase "she has good work ethic" in her letter. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> great work ethic. What are you basing that on? Your time while you were in prison. Yeah, because the rest of us would probably argue with you on that. <laughs> I mean, I I'm just know. saying. I don't know how. Um, uh, what's the word desirable you would be <laughs> if you put down I'm a serious embezzler on your resume? On like, your resu- I know who would hire ethic. you. He's starting a new investment adventure. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Skilling. I would probably float right. your resume there over you his go. way because he crooks. likes crooks. Crooks so. are us. Um, Yeah, so she goes on to say in her letter that the FBI would not have been able to locate, much less identify the horses, if it had not been for her help before she got to prison. She, like, blabs on about this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Her letter starts out okay. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And then you start getting into, like, the next pages and she's so she just, obviously still doesn't feel that she did anything wrong no and like that she's been extremely helpful in this whole process she shouldn't have done it thank <laughs> you that's what i was saying with it i was like okay this is why you named one of your horses me myself and i right? because that's how you are narcissist dream was that one <laughs> narcissist oh my god dream. She also stated there is never Early a day. Release. <laughs> That's a good Early release. <laughs> Less than 50%. Yeah. Um, she stated there is never a day that goes by. I do not regret my crime. I'm going to repeat that. 
There is never a day that goes by I do not regret my crime. Huh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Kelly Kelly Pope wrote this article and included that letter. Um, oh, yeah, I did write it on here. It was written for Forbes. Okay. And she kind of mocked that a little bit, which I liked a lot um, when she wrote that That's statement. That's some... Um Freudian shit right no there. No fucking shit. <laughs> I was like, Rita, shut the I fuck up. I do not regret my crime. Yeah. She basically said that in her letter. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was Susan Collins on the board? <laughs> I think she regrets her decision. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I would have been like on the board saying, fuck, no, no. She's yeah. like, did you read this letter? I would have been all outraged. Yeah. So, um, like, well, she's white. So, let her go. <laughs> she's white. <laughs> it's, that's not even funny, uh, though. Uh, I like, uh, there's a comedian that uses the word caucasity. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'd okay. say that should be about Rita. Oh, she has the caucasity. Yeah, to write that fucking letter and still talk about herself. Uh, even though you've been in there for like eight years and you're still talking about yourself. Right. In a fucking letter that you're trying to ask about getting released for. This is why the city of Dixon does not want you to come back there. I repeat. They <laughs> Ever. don't want you to come back but there, But she Rita. did, right? Yeah, I think she's back there. Yeah, I think she is too. That's why, like, uh, some of the articles I saw that they were worried about seeing her at the grocery store and stuff. If I was her, I'd be worried about vigilante justice. That's yeah, what I'd no be worried shit. about. I wouldn't want to be there. I mean, I again, tone deaf. Yeah, no she idea. Um, So <laughs> how do you sleep at night? <laughs> how do you sleep at night, Rita? <laughs> Um, so they auctioned off a lot of her shit, uh, before she went to prison and then while she right, was all in the prison. Horses and all yep. That. Uh, I kind of giggled at the part where they were auctioning off the sperm for one of her prized <laughs> mares. I thought that shit was crazy. I think they were like $12,000 a straw or something like that, which I do know that they sometimes do that. Um, right, you know, for stud. Uh, yeah, get the, the sperm from the studs or whatever to help with insemination and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a thing. But it's I, a whole thing. I fucking was laughing at that part. <laughs> um, so I did see, and I wanted to kind of go over these numbers quickly, total sales uh, proceeds um, from the online auction were about $46,873. Yeah, like nothing. Like nothing. a drop in the literal yeah. bucket. Um, she had an English saddle. That was the highest item sold for $2,000.40. Highest number of bids for a lot, two pair of Western Spurs, $755 with 115 bids. There were 2,211 bids placed by 246 different bidders. This is for the online auction part. To date, the United States Marshal Service has recovered more than $12.38 million from sales, including online and live, live auction excuse me, of approximately 400 quarter horses. 80 of her prized horses sold for 1.64 million. Which Total? doesn't come close. 80 horses for 1.6? 80 of her prized horses. So she had 
400 quarter horses. Yeah. 80 of them were prized, I guess, among the best of her horses. But the total was one point whatever? Yep. 1.6. Yeah, nothing. Um, Let's see. Again, the upkeep of these horses are about 200,000 a month, which they were, the FBI and U.S. Marshals were really trying to get rid of them as quickly as possible because, of course, they're (laughs) spending money to take care of them while they're going through this process. Uh, She had... Vehicles, trailers, uh, oh, like a giant truck, a luxury motor home yeah. that they talk about in the documentary. Um, that was over a hundred thousand, right? Yeah, that she had remodeled like five <laughs> times and then bought a one, like a one million dollar or one point five million dollar one at one point. Um, yeah, it's fucking, uh, so let's see. The online bids had also reached 200000 for jewelry and personal belongings. So that's probably like some of her clothes, like name brand clothes and stuff. Uh, she had uh, real estate property in Illinois and Florida. I believe those are still pending. So I don't know if they've sold those yet. Based off of what I could find, that's where it sat. Um, so the net proceeds from the forfeited profit property were nearly $9.5 million. So there's still some being held in escrow, pending further proceedings on restitution to the city of Dixon. Under federal law, the government may continue to seek additional assets of a defendant and obtain restitution for up to 20 years after a defendant is released from prison. And I think, right, so she had, uh, the judge had, said 53 million and then on top of it another 53 million so she basically owed like over a hundred million dollars by the time she was sentenced um they did not recoup nearly half of what she ended up embezzling you know once the u.s marshals and fbi finished doing their auctions on her stuff so, you know, whether or not she produces any sort of documentaries or, or and she said if she wrote a book, all of that money would go Fuck to the town. You. We don't I know. Want your book. Yeah, I was like, who's going to read that shit? But people probably would buy it. There's probably a demographic for it. Um, I would not buy it. Well, I don't know. If if I knew for 100% certain <laughs> If I certain, found it on the ground, I might. <laughs> if it, I but. knew for 100% certain that the money was going to go back to the town, mm-hmm. I may go out and buy it to support them because I feel like what you did was uh an injustice not only to the town Uh-oh. but the rest of us. I have a friend in uh, here. Uh, somebody's coming in to join us <laughs> and we're wrapping it up. Um, uh, but I thought it was sad that the mayor died. Oh, did he? Yeah, I he didn't died. see Mayor Jim. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I see think that. So. Why would I say that? Oh shit, dude. I thought. I mean, he might have. He was an older gentleman. So that's kind of sad. I feel. Bad. I feel like he died of a heart attack. To be honest, when all this was going on, stress that was going on. This shit was crazy, man. Can you imagine? Like, first of all, you are part of the people who found out or figured out that she was doing this. You're also the mayor, so people are coming to your damn town hall meetings. Like, I don't know how often they had him yeah, every month. Yeah, he died. Screaming at you. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, poor mayor, Jim. He died Well, at least at he doesn't have to be upset about her release. Right. Like the rest of us, because she's out now. So. Uh, okay. Welp. That wraps up the case of Rita Crunwell. So again, though, I would just like to say, 
if you see something that's not right, say it. Yeah. And don't feel bad for these people. Oh, my God. Uh, I get it. She's going to be living in a prison cell by herself, sleeping. But she fucking stole $53 million from the people there to include you, Kathy. So don't feel bad for her, man. Um, You know, she caused people to. And she wouldn't feel bad about turning you. Well, she didn't. She did it for 20 years and didn't give a fuck. Right. So, um,. You know, going back to the people who got laid off during the time that she was embezzling, think about how that affected their livelihoods at that time. You know, they might have had mortgages, car payments, um, a family to worry about, and now they've lost their job because Rita was bankrolling her own life with the city's money. (laughs) She didn't care about anybody else. So, And also people working in the world (laughs) just have... Checks and balances. Yes. It's nothing against your employees at all. And you should be doing that. Like, you ultimately are the steward of your job. You should want to protect the assets of said job. No shit. And that could actually affect your retirement. Right. right. We've seen how this can seriously right. affect somebody's retirement. Yeah, if it gets wiped out, there goes your pension. Yeah, exactly. Go ask Rita. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's a horse. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Good a luck. Horse. Well, I just got the saddle. Um, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah, you dude. should have two people doing Separation it. of yeah. duties. And That's not what we're the same for. two people. Like, no. crisscross it up. You rotate. <laughs> rotate people out. If they complain about it, who gives a fuck? Right. Checks and Do balances. Do the right thing. Yes. Remember your morals. What your parents taught you. Not what Trump taught you during his four years in office. <laughs> right. Okay? Grab it. And then... Oh, Grab it fuck. by the pee. <laughs> <laughs> Act ethically responsible. As my friend Patty said, something sticks out to you. You see a red flag. I don't care if it's the smallest thing. You raise your hand up and you say... Right. This smells like poop. Okay? <laughs> or like, I don't understand this. People should be able to tell you. Yeah. Answer your questions. Especially in a business. Yeah, no like, shit. It's not secret. No. Full transparency. Also, your manager comes out and says, fire up the shredders. <laughs> what are you going to do? What leave. are you doing? Fucking You're going to get your shit and go. <laughs> or write a sticky that says KMS on it. Keep my shit. Grab your wallet and your purse and just walk out. You're not fucking shredding those documents. Yeah, I don't give a don't fuck. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, okay? Shredding equals bad. No, shredding well, equals prison. I mean, unless it's like beyond retention or whatever. But you'll <laughs> <Beyond> know. retention. <laughs> you'll know. Your company's uh, retention policy <laughs> or the federal policy on yeah. retention or state policy. Like seven That's what years, we're referring to. Right? Pretty yes. much. Five to six years. Sometimes I think taxes are seven, though. Yes, I and then some, some federal go. policies say 10 years for certain documents. It all depends on what we're mm-hmm. talking about. See? See? Yeah. yeah. So if it's within 10 years, that's a no. <laughs> I you would don't just say, do though, it. if they're telling you to grab all the documents. <laughs> just go. Don't yeah. do it. Don't exactly. do and it. And listen to your gut, people. Yes. Because um, it knows. 
we got to start thinking smarter out there, man. Right. Okay. Hopefully you're learning something from this podcast. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, hopefully you're not as mad as we were at the end of this thing, especially once we found out that. And again, I want to say that I do believe in second chances. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that once people finish out a sentence, they should be out, allowed to move on from that. Um, there's a lot of people that get out of prison and they really do truly want to move on with their lives, but we've put a lot of barriers in place to prevent yeah. them from doing that. Um, so a lot of that needs to change. But, uh, you know, I once I read Rita's letter for her compassionate release, I really felt like she hadn't learned anything and she was still concerned about it. She herself. wasn't even hiding it either. No, that was the problem. So I just it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that she's out now. Um, and didn't even do 50% of her sins. So, anyways. Okay. <coughs> um, we will probably be doing a white-collar crime that's closer to home for our next one. We're not going to reveal what it is at oh, this point. It's a it's secret. A teaser. A teaser. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Only um, the shadow knows. <laughs> Uh, as always, if you like what you're listening to, please like and subscribe. <laughs> LNS, people. <laughs> LNS. <laughs> LNS. Um, you know, find us out there on social media. Uh, we're on most of the podcasting streaming platforms. I cannot fucking figure out Apple. I'm trying. Uh, you know, I'm an old dirty bitch, dude. Right. I'm fucking trying. <laughs> like, I, you know, I figured Technology out this Technology is a challenge. <laughs> it really is. That's like the last one I need to try to figure out. And I'm just like going in a loop right now. <laughs> so uh, hopefully at some point we'll be on Apple and then you'll be able to find us there. Um, but please look us up. Old dirty benches. We show up on Google now. Yes, We're we like do. Real. If you do a Google oh search, we've been indexed. We're out there. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, like all of those other different um, podcast platforms. So look us up. Again, LNS. <laughs> Like and subscribe. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.